Hey guys, welcome to the Hey Dad, Can You Talk podcast. My name is Bailey Garner. I'm the host. And each week we call my dad, Toby Slough, and we just talk about common struggles that we all have in our day-to-day life. And he gives some awesome wisdom. So we want to invite you to peek in on our conversation so that you can glean from his wisdom as well. So let's call my dad. Well, hey, B, what's up? Hello, Father. So great to see you. You look nice in that hat. Yes, I'm I'm basically cooler than you. Oh, I thought you were going to pull out the underside of your pillow comment. No, ESPN stole that from me, so I'm, <laughs> I don't bring that one out anymore. <laughs> well, it's very hip looking. Um, I wanted to ask you, has anything funny happened to you this week? Anything funny? Mm-hmm. You're leading me into something that I can't, I don't know which one you're talking about. No, I'm just asking just to start out with something light and, and airy on this Friday that we're recording. Light and airy. No, I really had not much funny happen to me this week. I was mm-hmm. doing an interview on uh, uh, Spectrum News down in Austin, Texas, and yes. I was there for a one o'clock uh, or they were going to record an interview and they came out and said there had been some miscommunication. Long story short, I was filming at eight o'clock mm. that night. So I, I got to spend the day in Austin, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, an experience in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not all uh, roses and butterflies in the world world of spreading the good news, but you endure for the sake you just keep swimming exactly exactly it's like we got to live out the things that that the lord's teaching us or something i get to practice a lot (laughs) well i'm officially home with zero children (laughs) so let's just give a round of applause for that i made it no kids No, it's been a good week. Esther started school Wednesday, so uh, that was exciting. Um, and this is, most people will know this, but this is what we're going to chat about today is, um, you know, whenever she started, I was trying to get her photo because, um, you know, you need the cute back to school picture. And she was in a mood for lots of reasons because I wasn't doing all the things she wanted me to do for her. And she refused a photo and I caught it on video, um, her refusing and screaming and running away from me, actually towards your house. I don't know if she thought you were there or what, but. um, Coming to get Papa to rescue her. Yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. Although I did get a few people backlashing on me, but I felt like it was a really good example of the topic that I've heard from a lot of parents of all different ages, especially with this time of year going back to school, is that it's really easy to fall into a comparison trap of everyone's life is better or easier than mine. And I know that we've, this is something we chat about often, but I feel like it's something that um, comes up a lot with parents. And it's like, I think I thought, oh, well, as my parent, as my kids get older, I'll get better at not comparing, you know, or I won't, 
care as much, but I've been chatting with friends that have kids older than mine, you know, like high school, college age, and it's still a struggle just for different reasons, whether it's, oh, their kid's going to college and mine's not, or that kid's, you know, at the prom and mine didn't get invited or, you know, um, it's still a common uh, struggle that people have amongst all ages. And so I wanted to chat about that a little bit because I think that times like these really ignite some of those feelings of I'm not enough or my kid's not enough or just comparing our lives to one another. So um, what do you have to say about that? Well, I have a lot, I guess I could say about that. Uh, Mm -hmm. One, I would say that you are raising kids in uh, a world so fueled by social media that it, Mm -hmm. it, uh, there is, I think, although comparisons, there's always been a challenge, you know, to compare your kid to someone else. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it's harder today than it's ever been. It used to be you take a picture going back to school. So you have it in your little book, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, for the, through the years, I think my mom had a photo album back when yeah. we actually printed pictures of it every year that we went back to school, but it was for her. Right. right. And now I think a lot of times it becomes, you know, if I scroll through my feed, the first day of one school district opening, then another, and it's, it's full. And it's almost like I've got to get this picture because mm-hmm. I need everyone to see that I'm doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's harder. I, let's just start. I mean, that's a long way of saying it's harder, but it's still the same root issue, right? Comparison is all about uh, identity. Mm-hmm. I mean, at its core, comparison is an identity issue. It is, and you know, where am I finding my identity? Am mm-hmm. I finding my identity in my, you know, the cuteness of my child in a picture? Am I finding my identity in my kid's ability to throw a ball, shoot a ball, play a game? My finding my identity in my kids' uh, ability to perform in the classroom. I mean, the list goes on and on and on, you know. Uh, and it's why uh, there's so many battles between coaches and parents. Uh, it's, it's why in today's world there's such an adversarial, it seems like, relationship between uh, parents and uh, school officials. It's why uh, I've watched families in our little town that don't speak to each other anymore. And it was all born out of a blow up that happened. And when you get it down to the core, it's identity. So it's a security mm-hmm. issue. I think it's a man, my secure in who I am in Christ. It, are my, am I teaching my kids who they really are? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you get free. You get free to do what you did, which was, you know, show the lowlights of what happens. <laughs> But what's, I mean, like you said, look what happened on social media with you. I mean, Mm -hmm. some of it just, you know, I rolled my eyes and laughed. It's like, why do you feel the need to correct someone? (laughs) You know, are you, how are you feeling so bad about yourself that you've got to say to somebody, you know, let's talk about if they didn't want their picture taken. Come on, man, Mm -hmm. it was just funny. That's all it was. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's interesting because. I feel like we can get in that mode and not realize it. Like, I feel like we have to be very self-aware as parents of that we are even comparing because it becomes such second nature that we don't even realize, you know, like what, what are our motive? Like you've always said to start with like the end of what our goals are, you know, 
begin um, with the end mm-hmm. in mind. Yes. So it, whenever we're thinking about that, I think it can be easier to stay focused on what's important, but if we aren't, you can just get so bogged down and in, in it and it, and you're not even realizing that you're comparing. Like, I feel like the, the parents that I've talked to that have been able to vocalize, Oh, I'm comparing myself. Like that's a really, that is a sign. I feel like you can correct me of a healthy parent that can at least acknowledge it and say it out loud. And I think it goes back to what we talked about last week with the community aspect. Like that's why it's important to have those level 10 friends that you're investing in so that you can admit that stuff to them and without fear of being judged and they can admit it to you or they can hold you accountable to it. And, you know, um, and I just want to encourage people listening that it doesn't, it's, we talked, we've talked about this last year for a different purpose. You know what I'm saying? With when Gideon got uh, in trouble on the bus and it's like, um, it keeps coming up, but that's one reason why I feel like we have to be rooted in him daily in the Lord and in his, in his word to keep us um, where our identity in check for sure. Do you have any other tips on or suggestions just practically to help when, when you're struggling in this area with comparison or your identity in general? Well, I mean, I think you hit on the number one mm-hmm. step that I would encourage in, which is, you know, confess it, confession, mm-hmm. which is just kind of a church word to, hey, man, let's verbalize it to somebody. I'm struggling with this mm-hmm. to recognize that uh, to break shame, right? Because I think sometimes you as a mom, like you feel guilty or shame about being a human being, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and like it's OK to have those feelings. It's just you can't let those feelings drive your life and your reactions to people and Definitely, you can't let them rob you of your joy, but it's okay to admit it. And I think sometimes when you admit it, you just break the power of it. You know, in my long, long anxiety battle, I I decided a long time ago that the number one thing for me to do when I was struggling was to to say I was struggling. And Mm -hmm. there's a power that gets broken over something that you're battling when you just admit that's an issue. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's like the biggest step. And then secondly, and I'm going to kind of go theology on you, but you know, Paul said, I have learned to be content. Now contentment is the opposite of comparison. If I'm content, I'm not comparing. I'm, I can celebrate with you and something that's happened in your child's life because I'm content with what God's given me with my child. So how do you learn to be Content. I mean, it, it's not. It doesn't come natural. And I, it, it, it's two things. It is focus and consistency. I'm focused on what I have, mm-hmm. not what I don't have. And number two, I consistently thank God for what I have mm-hmm. instead of asking me to give Him, give me something that somebody else has. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's it, it, those two things. When I when I when my focus is on what I have, and I'm consistently thanking God then I am learning how to be content. It doesn't mean that you're always content. It doesn't mean you don't fight those feelings, but it moves you in that 
direction. It's why, you know, we have given away, and if you go to bigobi.com, if you're listening, we've given away thousands of these gratitude charts because one of the greatest gifts you can give your child is the gift of contentment, giving them the tools to learn how to be content. And it, it is the, uh, you know, when I'm in a bad spot, one of the ways you know you're in a bad spot is you you can't celebrate with somebody else. Something mm-hmm. good happens to somebody else and you are thinking, why not me? Mm-hmm. As opposed to thinking, wow, that is awesome. Maybe I'm next. Mm, for sure. That Yeah. So moving on to that topic of gratitude, this wasn't in my, in a, in our plan, which we never have a plan, but. Are you trying to up. fool these people in believing that we actually have a plan? <laughs> we have no plan. I don't even know what we're talking about. Until we I, know, I, did, I didn't even give you any warnings. Um, so on the subject of gratitude, I have been thinking about how that can work practically for our, for my family and other families. And obviously the I think the gratitude list from Gobi is what spurred on my thinking, but not only that, we've really been struggling with our kids not being grateful. And um, I wondered in your experience of being a parent, um, if you had any other practical ways to, obviously it has to start with us with being grateful um, and But besides that, what are some other ways we could really help our kids learn gratitude? Because, you know, I want to be able to give my kids good things and I, and, and gifts and spoil them obviously to an extent, but sometimes I'm like, how do we, how are we able to do both? Because I'm finding that the kids are not always understanding of the, the blessings that they have, what, not just from us, but like that God gave us, you know. I'd give you two things. The first mm-hmm. one is, and I, I think I said this last week. I don't remember because you yeah. never give me a plan. But uh, <laughs> children, they don't become what they hear. They become what they see, mm-hmm. right? And so if the number one most practical step to helping your children cultivate gratitude is for you to openly be grateful and consistently mm-hmm. be grateful and verbalize your gratitude. Mm-hmm. Everything from, boy, isn't this a beautiful day? We are so glad. I'm so glad God gave us this day. Or look at all this rain. You know, honey and Papa were telling me it's just so dry in Texas. I'm so glad we're getting this rain. Or isn't mm-hmm. it fun to go to daddy's practice? You know how many people would love to go to their daddy's work? I mean, it's just like you, you're, you're, I know this sounds silly, Bailey. Yeah. Uh, probably not as silly to you as it does to Ross, because Ross rolls his eyes when I say this. But the people that I know that have built these kind of things in their lives, like they have reminders on their phone. Mm-hmm. Like they put reminders on their phone. Tell Gideon I'm grateful today. Not mm-hmm. tell Gideon to be grateful. Tell Gideon I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. Uh and I have a, a dear friend who is one of the most encouraging guys that I know. And the reason I got in a, he was doing a training that I was in. He started like scheduling, call this guy on this day and remind him of this. And he would take some time at the first week and he would put it in his Outlook calendar. Mm-hmm. And the reminder would come up. So as silly as that might seem, you know, life happens, right? And 
intentions are just that they're intentions. They, they don't take us anywhere, but I would encourage you practically like on a Monday, once you drop off Esther or I mean, pick a time, take 20 minutes and just schedule those things, put them in your phone. And what, I mean, the power of that week after week after week that I'm going to, I'm going to show my child what gratitude looks like. And then mm-hmm. secondly, I, that's a long one, but secondly, I would say this, you need to find some ways as a parent to, to teach your children to see that gratitude has its rewards, mm-hmm. but the reward of gratitude mm-hmm. is a content life, but no seven-year-old cares about that. Right. Right. But he can begin to learn. Mm-hmm. That hey, I just want you to know you got this treat today because yesterday you were so grateful for so and so. And I think we think of it the other way, negative, right? I'm not gonna yeah. give I'm not gonna give it to them because they weren't grateful for what I gave them. Instead of, hey, I'm gonna model it by saying, Hey, here's a you know, whatever, here's whatever that dumb egg those kids like, you know. <laughs> kinder egg. Yeah, here's a kinder egg. <laughs> I just want you to have it because yesterday. I heard you saying you were grateful for this. And I know mm-hmm. it makes mommy and God so happy when you're grateful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. I, that's my, no, thought. That's... I, you know, I'm, I'm never short on thoughts. Most of it <laughs> is because it's like, you know, I took you and Ross to Six Flags back mm-hmm. when we first moved to Metroplex. I mean, that was a uh-huh. long time ago, right? I'll never forget it because we we bought season passes because we were residents of Texas. And back then, they, that was cheap. And so this 25 plus years ago. And we mm-hmm. buy these things and we go. And I'm so excited. Like, I'm taking my family to Six Flags. I'm dad of the year, you know. <laughs> and we go and ride the rides. And basically, we have, you know, pink things and cotton candy and eat all this stuff. And we're leaving the park. And there were these neon put around your neck with that glow in the dark stuff <laughs> necklaces and y'all wanted one and they were like, you know, $47 or something stupid, you know, <laughs> I'm like, Hey man, we just spent as much money as the gross national product in Nicaragua. <laughs> we're not buying. That. And I said, no, we're not going to get those. And you guys screamed all the way to the car mm-hmm. about how it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair. Your favorite term, not fair, dad. It's just not fair. <laughs> and I'm riding home and I'm thinking to myself, you ungrateful entitled, selfish children. What have I done mm-hmm. to to build this kind of ungratefulness and whining in my family? Mm-hmm. And it was like three days later, I was complaining to God about something I didn't have. Mm-hmm. And I just sense God was like, well, you ungrateful. I've given you, right? And so I'm so convicted mm-hmm. that everybody wants tips which I'm great about to, what to do with their kids. How about let's start with us, mm-hmm. right? And let's yeah. let, not not to be defeated, not to be discouraged, but like to take an honest evaluation. What am I showing my children? Uh, you know why I love your mom? One of the reasons I, I, I want to love and serve your mom so much, I watched my dad do it. Mm-hmm. Every day, man, the last guy home, and he's always got a dish towel over his arm. Mm-hmm. He's washing the he, the he he made sure that he washed the dishes for mom every night. I saw that he didn't say anything, mm-hmm. but it's something I saw. And so mm-hmm. I want to serve mom because that's the picture. So let's paint pictures for our kids of what it means to be grateful, 
how we learn to be content, how mm-hmm. we're honest about our feelings. Mm-hmm. We tell the truth. We're, we're, we're focused on progress, not perfection. That we believe that, that the economy of the kingdom is not scarcity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when the economy of the kingdom is not scarcity, it means if somebody else gets a big piece of pie, we can celebrate for them because that doesn't mean less pie for us because God's pie never runs out. Yes, that's good. Mm, yeah, I mean, I feel like those are great thoughts because it is so easy to just feel focus on our kids because it feels like that's something we can control, even though we really can't. Feels like it, and then it's harder to work to work on ourselves if we're honest. But just changing that, the, some of those the ways you change the language, you know, and the like I loved your example about the rain because today they both the kids were mad it was raining because they got outside or inside recess at school and they wanted to go outside and that would have been a good uh, time I could have talked about gratitude. So I feel like um, it's just it's just a mindset shift and and you know you talk often about. Um, picking what's important to your family. And Grant and I have been talking about that recently. Like, what do we really want our kids to, you know, what are three or four words that we want to define our family we want to focus on? And um, gratitude is one of them. And so it can be really easy to get caught up in, I can't do everything. Like as a, you know, as a mom, I want my kids, like there's all these things that I want to focus on. And it can become overwhelming and then you feel like you're not doing anything well. But if you pick what, you know, what is important to your family, like you've been encouraging us to do, um, and gratitude is on the top, you know, is one of those four or five things, then it's important to put that into your, into daily practice. But here, what we say here, I feel like like on the podcast, we talk about a lot of different things that are important, but then decide for your family, what is going to be the things that you guys are focusing on um, as a whole and what you want your kids, what the, the goal for your kids are, is going to be. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I got, I, I'm, I'm fully aware of this feeling of inadequacy. Mm-hmm. I, I've told you before, you know, there's lots of times I felt very inadequate as a dad and, mm-hmm. you know, and we tend to gravitate toward our mistakes. So I would never want like these conversations. Come on, you had to talk me into doing this, right? I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> I feel you some week. <laughs> but you know what, man? Honestly, for me, like if this, if the recording blew up and we couldn't, mm-hmm. this never went anywhere. Like having this conversation with you, mm-hmm. like saying, hey, B, I want to help you build what I know is in your heart for your kids. That's a great mm-hmm. joy to me. Mm-hmm. And pointing out, hey, here's some suggestions on how you can get there. Man, like it brings me great joy just to help. Because I know you and Grant are having those conversations. I'm just trying to provide a framework, man. For it's sure. Like, you know, if you guys come up with three values mm-hmm. that you say at the end of the day, when my kids are gone, this is what I, I want to God have used us to build in our family. And you schedule things in your life systematically 
mm-hmm. that meet those values, then you can kind of let some of the other stuff go. It, it For me, it helps me not be overwhelmed. Mm-hmm, like Gobi sure. is overwhelming me right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm on a plane Monday night. I'm going, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. It's midnight. I'm old. I'm on a, <sighs> you know, playing with a bunch of drunk people. Mm-hmm. So I have to go back to, you know, what's God told you to do? What do mm-hmm. what, what do you want to leave your kids? What do you mm-hmm. want to what do you want to build for the next generation? And when you get those three things, then I'm not overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm tired because yeah. I'm old, <laughs> but but I'm not overwhelmed, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. know in this season of my life, I know what I want to give my life to. And, you know, the problem in life is not saying no. You understand this, right? The problem is figuring out what to say yes to. Mm-hmm. And That's true. When you learn to say what you want to say yes to, the no's take care of themselves. Mm, yeah, that's good. So what's the last thing you want to leave everybody with um, as we wrap up that you want them to remember as they go about their, their week? I would say this, that ask God to help you paint a picture for your children mm. of of what he values that you value mm-hmm. just and remember that little things make a huge difference mm, that's good that's that good some, sometimes the picture of a dish towel over your shoulder changes a generation man mm-hmm. totally i love that well i wanted to end with a funny story because you know uh i like to and with something funny that I actually haven't told you, you don't know this yet, but um, Grant takes the boys to school every morning, you know, and now it's Gideon and Micah. And so they get to have some fun conversations that I get to hear about later. And so as if people don't know, our kids are Gideon, Micah and Esther, which are all biblical characters. And so Gideon is always fixated on, he was a guy from the Bible (laughs) and in fact, we have a video of him being like, I'm not the, I'm not the president. I'm just a guy from the Bible. But anyways, um, so Grant said that they were talking, Gideon somehow brought this up the, uh, on their way to school. He asked Grant, so dad, is Gideon in heaven? And Grant was like, yeah, Gideon's in heaven. And he's like, what about Micah? And or no, no, he said Gideon. Micah goes, Micah, like Grant said, he was looking so confused, like Gideon's in heaven, you know, because he didn't understand yeah. it was a Bible character. So then he goes, What about Micah? And Grant goes, Yeah, Micah's probably in heaven. And Micah's like, Are Micah's eyes are like big? And then he goes, What about Esther? And Grant said, Yeah, Esther's in heaven. And that Micah was just like, What? <laughs> started like cracking up and also very confused at why all these names that are family names, why those people that he was thinking it was them. Anyways, I thought that was so funny because he just didn't understand that Gideon was talking about the Bible characters. Uh, he thought he was talking about our actual family. Being that in is hilarious. I, I, I would give anything to be in the car for that. Car, I know. I know. So anyways, I thought that was pretty funny. But hey, in, in the spirit of not uh, doing stuff that we don't tell each other about. Yeah. I've got this idea that I've told nobody about. So I'm just going to put it on the okay. out here on the podcast. And Perfect. You and 
mom and Jinday can kill me later, but <laughs> I, I was uh, talking to somebody the other day that listened to the podcast. I didn't, you know, I don't, I'm not sure who listens and who doesn't, honestly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she said to me something that you said you had heard a lot, which was people appreciate the fact that, you know, you have a dad that we have these kind of conversations and you, they know we have them offline and just they don't have that kind of relationship with their dad. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering how many folks who listen to this would be interested in like a small group online mm-hmm. of, of just this kind of conversation with maybe three other people that you would you with me and three or four mm-hmm. other people just talking about mm-hmm. raising your kids and Uh, Maybe the podcast brings up a question. Maybe you have stuff we're not talking about. And again, I don't have all the answers, but you don't have someone, you don't have a dad or this kind of Mm -hmm. influence in your life for whatever reason. Bailey's email is bailey at beagobi.com, B-A-I-L-E-Y at beagobi.com. She'll put it in the show notes. That sounded really cool. I don't even know what a show note is. Uh, I'm hip today with his hat. But if you just say, hey, I, I'm inter- I'd be interested in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking about developing where for a very nominal fee, just enough for us to be able to, you know, pay for it to pay mm-hmm. to get it done. Nothing huge. We might start a couple of these groups because yeah. I, I love doing this so much with you. Mm-hmm. And if we could help some other young moms, I'd be in. Mm, I love that. And and I'll add too, if people have like questions that they, you know, or topics they're struggling with, with, you know, if you are like, well, my kid's in middle school and this is something he's struggling with. And, um, please email those to me as well. Or if you follow us on social media, you can DM one of us. Um, I check dad's DM, so I'll get that. Um, just slide on into Bailey's DMs. How's that? (laughs) Anyways. I really do want, we want to hear from you guys because we really want this to be something that is, I mean, it is already authentic, but we want to be able to be talking about the the struggles that you guys are having as well. So you can also feel free to email or message and about topics like, hey, would y'all talk about this? But I love the small group idea. I think that's really good. Well, so. my dream is, as we move into the last quarter of this year and the first of next year at bigobi.com in mm-hmm. lots of different ways that we start, you know, providing lots of opportunities, not only digital learning opportunities with some, you know, three and four week classes you can download and watch at your own pace. But for me, it's these kind of conversations. If mm-hmm. there were three of the moms in this conversation with us and it was like, it was like we were drinking coffee and everybody took their turn and we, talked about these things together and made each other better. And all I was really was kind of a coach and the guy mm-hmm. sitting here going, well, let me tell you, I, I did that. And here's how that didn't work. Or that's mm-hmm. a great, I, you know, that's mm-hmm. all I, I nothing huge. Yeah. And we can bring in, you know, Ross um, to have a dad's perspective of similar, you know, age of that we're, that I'm in. So a younger dad, I feel like he, um, can facilitate some of those too. And we're going to have him on the podcast here soon. If you didn't Who's know Ross? that, um, Who's you Ross, said Ross is your brother. I mean, my brother, your son, sorry, <laughs> my brother. And that way I feel like too, bringing in, a, um, some dad's perspectives will be really helpful, um, for our listeners. So that's our, that's our plan. 
I'm excited well, about it. We we better go because Prissy's okay. going to yell at us for this going so long. I know we're trying to keep it short. All right, love you, Dad. Love you. Love you. Thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of the Hey Dad, Can You Talk podcast. It truly does mean so much that you would listen. And then also the people that have reached out and encouraged us and told us that they've been listening and what has really encouraged them has been so helpful, helpful for us to hear and to know that just the time that we are taking to chat and, and open up our conversations to you all are beneficial and that the Lord is using them. And that's all that we ask is we just want you to know that you're not alone in whatever you're struggling with. And so we really do mean it when we encourage you to reach out to us and let us know if there were topics you'd like us to discuss or questions that you have. And then as we develop the small group that dad was talking about, we will keep you updated. So make sure you tune in each week. You can follow us on social accounts as well. To, to keep updated on what we have to offer with Gobi and we will be seeing you or you will be hearing from us next week <laughs> on a brand new episode. Okay. Bye.